baseball is on deck. Pitchers and catchers report this week. Can you feel baseball in the air tonight? I certainly can. As you can tell, you know, Justin, he can as well. We'll get into so much on today's episode of Locked on Guardians. Let's go. You are Locked on Guardians. Your daily podcast on the Cleveland Guardians. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. I am Jeff Ellis, one of your two co-hosts. I want to thank you for making Lockdown Guardians your first listen today and every day, wherever you get podcasts. Podcasts, I think I left the S off of that. Uh, we're going to get into the Jason Billis and Zach Collins editions we haven't talked about yet. We're going to talk about how the World Baseball Classic is going to affect this team in spring training. Uh, we're going to preview what's coming up this week. We have some really fun shows as well. I'll just do that now. We're going to release our top prospect lists. We're not, maybe we don't have the time to go super in depth as there's two of us and both of our lists are like 50 deep. I'll continue doing my short series in addition, giving each player their time. Uh, but you'll get to hear, you know, the top 10 at least on the show this week. And then we're going to do a prospect draft. So we'll need everyone then to comment and let us know whose team is beating the other one in a head to head match matchup after we do that. And of course, as news happens, uh, we will discuss it here on the show. Uh, I know there was some interesting stuff. I don't want to take something from another podcast, but uh, apparently before show we talked, Shelby as God had some more good background on the Will Benson trade. So just, you know, if you are someone who wants more information, I'm not going to sit here and steal Zach's information. I'm just going to say it's another great source and give it your time. You know, we want to be supportive of other people doing great work in the space. So if you want a little more info on that, uh, it's our fifth most popular video ever on YouTube. So thank you to everyone who watched, shared, and the like with that said episode. Before I get into the show specific, I just wanted to throw out one more time the Jim Pool Invitational Charity. This is not a sponsor. This is just us. Jim Pool has ALS. Um, he's unable to go to the event this year due to ALS. He was he, They were hoping he could make it. Uh, if you're going to be out in Arizona, February 24th, uh, you know, there's registration. There's a putting contest, a tournament, happy hour, dinner, silent auction, live auction, all the uh, support ALS cure project. So, you know, Jim, this team struggled for so many years to get left-handed relievers. Uh, Derek Lundquist was really good until this team became good. And while well, Austin Mocker was solid, pool filled that void for a few years there. You know, they tried to find that, uh, that guy who could be at secondary lefty. And now he's fighting a terrifying disease. So February 24th, if you are going to be in Arizona, um, I think it is a great thing in Mesa, Arizona, something to check out and consider. I know some people travel, to that for spring uh, travel to that travel to Arizona for the spring training. So uh, go check out the Jim Jim pool event. If you, uh, if you have that opportunity, it's a great cause for, you know, uh, a great human being because the guardians are very quick to cut bait with people who are not, I think we've seen through the years. We, you can tell who is a good human by the ones they still keep tied to them. And while others just kind of fade into the background, um, speaking of fading in the background, Zach Collins major league career. Um, was that, is that too rough? Is that, uh, he was announced as a catcher. Uh, Dustin Knight was briefly bought up by Justin, which was a good call by him because that didn't get announced the next day. He was ahead of the curve on that. Uh, Zach Collins is fascinating. Yes. Did I give him a first round grade out of uh, college? Absolutely. Did I think he was a potential guardians target? Absolutely. Uh, instead is that might be what the Bradley Zimmer draft is that who they ended up getting instead in 2016. 
No, um, 2016 was the Will Benson and Nolan Jones ah, draft. Will Benson, 15 Nolan was Jones draft. Yep, good call. Um, so Collins was a wrecking ball in the minor leagues, and this is why I actually kind of like this edition. Uh, he was a terrible catcher, like, and I wonder how much the stress of catching put on him. But this is a guy who, I mean, in the minors, I'll just, his his weighted runs created plus. So again, in a, weighted runs created plus takes everything you do, boils it down into one number. And 100 is average. 110 is like 10% above average. 120, 20% above average. Very simple. So in terms of years that he like played over 100 games at a level, he had a 130 and then a 128. And, you know, he didn't play much in 2016 because that was his draft year. Then it's 2017. That's 2018. 2019, he gets to the big leagues. And yeah, I mean, he's his walk rate has really dwindled. He was a guy who could walk, hit for power. He's an interesting right-handed bat who might be, or no, I'm sorry, he's a left-handed bat, but uh, might be better served as like a backup first base type, occasional emergency catcher. Uh, you might be saying that's David Fry-esque. Well, he'd be the other part of a Fry platoon, but if you can help fix him or even like, he's a fascinating character, I don't know if character study, but statistical study, like, what went wrong? Because uh, he seemed pretty foolproof in the minors. Yeah. I mean, the strikeout rate in the minors was left a little bit to be desired. Still under and 30, though. It is. But what have we talked about from the great John Sickles yeah. is that the, the prospects who are who fail are the ones who fail to hit and make contact. And, um, I mean, you can always project a slight bump, right? If you strike out 26% of the time in AAA, you can assume, <clears throat> what, 28 to 30 in the majors? There's no. that jump. And he also is a lesson in, in passivity, too. I mean, you look at his swing strike rates. And again, this is not a exact science, but what from what I've read in the past and what pe- other people will generally think about in a range is that you look at someone's swinging strike rate, which again is how many times they strike, how many times they swing and miss when they swing. Um, and his was at about 11% through his career and 12%. And he struck out. The idea is you can essentially double that, right? So if you if you swing and have a swinging strike rate of eleven percent, you can assume that your strikeout rate is going to be like you know twenty to twenty or twenty to twenty four percent, and his are about twenty six to thirty or twenty eight. So it kind of feels like he has a bit of a passive approach. There's that to consider. We've seen that doesn't work from guys like Bradley Zimmer, and you can even argue Will Benson. But um, I, I think your point about him being a Platoon or the left-handed David Fry is interesting. Now, obviously, Collins, I don't think, has any experience at third base, and Fry's best defensive position might be third base, ironically enough, but um, he's an interesting bat. Like you said, there's there's a certain level of patience, even if it is a little bit of passivity. There's power. Um, I don't know. It's, it's an interesting, interesting profile. I wonder how... It fits. Again, you've got this whole log jam in AAA right now, right? And, and right now you have Valoria, who's going to be gone, which we'll talk about. You've got Fry. You've got Collins. We're not Collins. Um, yeah, Collins. you got Gallagher and Lavacita. So there's a lot of guys uh, as part of that list. So I'm not really sure who all ends up making, making it, you know, in terms of who's going to stick around come April, but he is an interesting candidate, but I, yeah, if, based on what we know, he cannot catch. It's not catching is not great for him. It'd be great if he could hit enough to be like a quasi first base DH option who can like 
be your third catcher or be a guy who catches once a week. But I don't know. I, I don't. I guess they'll just see how it plays out in spring training, right? Who ends up being the best fit for them? Uh, throwing, throwing was a good. Um, there was a lot of good scouting reports for him on on his ability to throw and catch and throw is something that is going to be needed. Pop the times were awful. I want to say uh, when I looked. Really? At okay. Set, yeah. Uh, bad pop times and bad framing. I think in some respects this is. We'll get into it in segment three a little, but I think it is um, camp body. It's a camp body. It's. It's insurance because they're losing two catchers to the World Baseball Classic. Yeah. They need they need someone, and it gives him a chance to prove himself. And if he doesn't, you know, there's a chance he'll take a Triple A or Double A backup assignment because there's not going to be yes. if he, he needs. You know, he was still out there on the market, and yeah, I think you know you have a really good point. It's like he's passive with bad contact data. Like, yeah, he he absolutely killed the ball and he walked a lot, but walk rates don't always translate. And I think we've talked about that many times on the show that guys who get a lot of value from their walk rate like it is good to see a good walk rate but when that is maybe a significant portion of your value that uh, that's a concern that that is not something that necessarily holds up when you get to the big leagues uh what did i say last week when we talk about context right yeah context matters and you can you can't just say on its own a high walk rate is good and it always translates you have to have context yeah, and, and I, boy, think- I just saw I just saw the Savant data on Collins. Yeah, 21st percentile in pop time in 2021. He hasn't had enough attempts in the majors to qualify any other year. But yeah, so okay, so that's interesting. The, the scouting reports on Collins. If you if you go back and look at different outlets who do this stuff, they all gave him a good arm. Like they would give him a. An, I've seen average to above average arm, and so far he had the arm, but he's just not. He's not mechanics. Yeah. Okay. Mechanic. So there you go. So interesting though, that, you know, people grade that way and it didn't, didn't pan out. So you never know. I mean, that's why I called him back in my draft guide. If you wouldn't pull it up right now, uh, like first base slash catcher. Like I put the position, I think they're going to end up first. And I thought it was a bit of a pipe dream. Um, I, you know, go back there. It's always a funny thing that he was the guy that I got talked out of putting to the white Sox because the talk was they were going to take Gavin Lux so, hey, it could always be worse. Thankfully, they took Zach Collins and not Gavin Lux. Uh, the White Sox? Yeah. No, that I was the top. I think they would rather have Gavin Lux right no, now. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. Thankfully for us as fans of the Guardians. That they oh, did not. oh, I see. I'm saying okay. we should be thankful that, that Zach Collins was their selection. Um, so, because right now, they wouldn't have a black hole second base that they currently have uh, if they drafted Gavin Lux. We still have to talk about the player they added to the 40-man roster. We haven't talked about Jason Bliss yet. We have to talk about the World Baseball Classic. We're going to get into all of that in a moment. But first, I got to talk about our good friends over at FanDuel. Uh, the midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your fa- first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. And you can bet on everything from the money line to point spreads and even threes drained. Plus, FanDuel lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't mess your chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com backslash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. And you don't want to take your advice from us because I think we advise the uh, the Eagles and that 
that was when it was a pick'em event. So we definitely let you uh, uh, away, but we will still say bet the over on the Guardians for wins. I think that is a good bet. I advised it a year ago, and I still feel good for that one right now. I lost my parlay tonight on the Super Bowl, so yes, don't don't listen to me. I'm going to be very curious to see if anybody has anything. How'd you do on your bets? Let us know how you did on our bets. Hopefully, you did better than me. Yeah, comment below on that. <laughs> If you're taking your advice from me, I'm so sorry. Uh, Math and betting. Okay, let's just put that out there right now. Math and betting. If I give you advice on math and betting, I don't want to ever tell people not to listen to our podcast, but if I give you advice on math and betting, I would would probably, I don't know, (laughs) mute the podcast for that next minute or something and not, uh, not take things so seriously at that point. Sorry, everyone. I hit the mute button, but apparently did not mute in time for the cough there. I didn't hit it hard enough. I don't know what happened. Speaking of muting. I didn't tell you to mute. I told them to mute. I I failed to mute, as you were saying, to mute. But uh, if we ever have a title, Mute and Betting Podcast, then that is purely going to be a cry for help. And one of us was abducted (laughs) mid-video, and we were trying to get it out. So that's that's the safe word. But uh, let's get to Jason Bliss. Uh, Not Bliss. Billis. Uh, He is the newest member of the 40 Man. now, if you are a bit of a conspiracy theorist, this is why they were jumping at the Will Benson trade. Billis went uh, on the waiver list a week ago Friday. Uh, Cleveland made the claim. They had to clear a spot for him. They're probably hoping he can pass through waivers at a later point in time when teams have a look. But I would argue teams have more flexibility once we get into spring training and guys get hurt. He's an interesting guy. He's one of the top pitchers ever from the Delaware prep ranks. Uh, flamethrower could really bring it went had a like a half a million dollar bonus offer went to coastal carolina after four years of showing like negative control growth he ended up being a day three pick got under two hundred thousand, so took a big hit again showing like take the money and run if you are a pitcher and he went to the white Sox, and i thought it was a great pick because they are pretty good at pitcher development and we've seen guys like you know just recently like michael kopech is a great developmental story for them you know he had his struggles it doesn't always work out i really liked alec hansen going there it hasn't worked for him either even when he you know had that high point uh carson fulmer did not develop anywhere uh everyone's tried multiple places but uh bill's throws really hard and he's got I think it's the, let me double check on this before I state the wrong thing. The slider that is a, you know, a strong secondary pitch. We know they like fastball slider combos. He's almost entirely for his entire career been a starter. Just drop him in the pen. Like it's not going to work as a starter. He doesn't really have a great third pitch. He's got a great fastball. He's got a great slider. He doesn't know where either of them are going. Cleveland now, I've talked about this on the show as well. Cleveland is really good at like working on mechanics, working with pitchers, adding another pitch, adding a cutter has become something we've seen a lot of guys do or helping clean up mechanics to gain more velocity. Uh, they don't have as many success stories of those guys who have the big velocity and helping them gain control or harness their stuff. Um, a lot of those guys, you know, the big guys who needed pitch harnessing uh, were Hankins and Torres in the recent drafts with high picks and we haven't seen that as much. Uh, so it's an interesting challenge for them, but he could be the next in a long line of what feels like every year, the scrap heap reliever. Yeah, possible. I, I don't know. I think, I think it's interesting. Obviously they don't have room for another starter in the minor leagues. Let's be honest. They, I don't understand like 
even Tuki Toussaint being a multi-inning reliever seems like a hard fit because I, early on, early on, maybe they try to limit the guys in AAA to like five innings, their starters, and Toussaint fills the gap to the back of the bullpen. For Billis, I mean, I don't know. He he probably goes to AAA if he stays, and I don't see where he fits in this in the rotation right now because AAA and AA right now, there's no room at the end. So the bullpen does seem likely for him. Um, I will say though, he you know he I read where he was working on a curveball last year. He so he's now he's got a curveball. Um, there are some people who like his changeup and think that he can throw his changeup long term. Uh, his problem is that he just cannot get into counts where he can utilize his changeup because of the control issues. So that's a problem. Um, Cleveland, you know, like you said, doesn't have a ton of success fixing guys who can't throw strikes all of a sudden they start throwing strikes, but it is a pitch mix thing. And sometimes you tweak something with delivery or you simplify delivery or you tell a guy to cut down on his pitch mix and all of a sudden they, you know, I, I think Daniel De Los Santos is a good example. I, I don't think he was a great control guy before last year. Was he? I, I have to go back. And look he was numbers, okay. I, I went and looked at this actually on Friday. They weren't like, ter- they weren't the same level as, as Billis. And he had, in the lower minors, had some better numbers when he had started out before he got traded. Um, mm-hmm. But they weren't great, but they weren't awful. So not this bad. So Dale Santos no. had a little better control than this before coming to Cleveland. Um, but not great. So I don't know. Bill's is an interesting challenge. I would I would guarantee that this had that the Billis claim had nothing to do with the Will Benson trade. So um, that just happened to be they were clearing a spot anyway, and um, he became available. So they, they claimed him, and most likely they will try to try to pass him through waivers at some point in spring training and hope to keep him. Who was the guy they got from uh, Jordan Humphreys? They got him from San Francisco, I think, or was it the Mets like two years ago? And I really liked him. I did. I, after they acquired oh, yeah. him, I dug into a lot of video, and they tried well, to he, pass him through waivers. They got, he was with the Giants, was the Giants had gotten him from the Mets in a different trade. Yeah, so and Cleveland picked them up from and the I, Giants. I really, then they I didn't really keep him, them. and didn't he go back to the Giants? I don't remember, but uh, I don't know. I, I watched a lot of video on him when they got him, and I really liked him. And they tried to pass him through waivers, and they could not because they were—I forgot what they what the transaction was at the time. But um, I really liked him. I thought he could pitch, and maybe Billis is kind of similar. They try to pass him through through waivers and see what they can do. But I mean, there's, there is a four pitch mix there. Like you said, it might be a two pitch mix for the most part. He can get to 97. Um, he did work on a curveball. He does have a decent changeup. It sounds like, uh, I don't know. He's also, he also has said Tommy John in the past. Uh, if, if you didn't know that, um, he also is really into woodworking. Yeah, Tommy John, like in college, like, yeah, yeah. In college. Yeah. Also a, a avid woodworker. That's my friend. Uh, James Fox over at Future Sox, big fan of their work over there. But uh, he uh, uh, he's pitched too. with uh, was San Diego in twenty twenty one. That's the last time I see him listed is oh. is pitching. And it was definitely it was uh, it was the Mets, and then he never actually pitched in the Giants minor league system. So when Cleveland let him go, he must have gone back to the Mets. But he had been hmm. traded to the Mets, I re- to the Giants. I remember that part. Hmm. Well, we'll see what happens. Again, I, I don't think that the claim of Jason Billis had anything to do with the Will Benson trade. I think it just happened to come around, come around at the time they were completing that trade at the Reds because there's no way that trade took uh, 20 seconds. But uh, 
yeah, they're, they're still going to need that spot on the 40 come, come some point. Cause they're going to, they're going to add a backup catcher to the roster, whether it's Zach Collins, I don't know about that, but uh, Cam Gallagher or whoever at some point. So they will need that, that roster spot for a catcher. Who knows? It may, may not be the last time we see a trade this spring, especially because guys will get hurt in spring training and, they might trade for somebody. Somebody might need to trade for somebody. You never know. There, there will be something that ha- happens at some point. No, and I think you know it'll be interesting to watch. Um, you know, at, at the same time, you always give them the benefit of the doubt when it comes to pitching. So we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, speaking of waiting and seeing, we're going to wait to talk about the World Baseball Classic. First, we're going to sit back, take a moment. And talk about Built Bar, my all-time favorite sponsor. I know I'm not supposed to have favorites. I'm just going to start off by telling you it's the best tasting protein bar I have ever personally had. Uh, you it's you got to try them. You can get them at Sam's Club. You can get them at Walmart. Or you can go to BuiltBar.com. Use that promo code LOCKED15 and save some money. I'm going to go there right now as we're recording. I'm going to sit there and see what is the current deal over at BuiltBar.com that you need to check out. The last week we talked about how they had free shipping. You can't beat that. Uh, oh, they now have a new one, the Maple Donut Puff. Uh, that is 15% off and free shipping through Valentine's Day. If you want to try the limited edition Maple Donut Puff, head over to BuiltBar.com today. Their other limited editions are Caramel Apple, Banana Cream Pie, Raspberry Cheesecake, and the Grasshopper Cookie, which is one of their best ever. Head over to Built Bar. Check those out. Remember, the promo code is LOCKED15. You can also get them at Sam's Club or Walmart, wherever you get them. You're going to be happy. BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCK15. Let's talk Guardians and World Baseball Classic. So, uh, what, Jose Ramirez? I'm kidding. We got to make fun of ourselves sometimes. That's just me. You can make fun of me. That was that was 100% my fault. No, it's both of us. It's our show. It's both of us. You don't have to dive on that grenade. Uh, if, if we can't make fun of I ourselves. I threw it. I threw it. You know, just saying. Listen, we're a team. We are a team. We're, we're going to be, we're going to, uh, we're all, I'm going to miss badly at some point this season. It's, it's fair. It happens. But um, it is interesting. I think one of my big thing listening to the list before you get into that is uh, that two catchers are going. Not ideal, right? Not ideal for Cleveland. Yes, not, not ideal and at all for Cleveland. I would say not ideal for, either of the catchers who are going either. I mean, obviously, look, this is a great experience and a great honor for these guys to do this. Um, in terms of what these guys need to do for their career and what what Cleveland needs for them, um, it's, it's, I don't know, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. We'll see how long they even play and what it matters, you know. We know yeah, Bo Naylor's on Team Canada. He puts in the work. We know he puts in the work, so... Maybe it doesn't matter as much. Obviously, Cleveland was going to back them for making these decisions anyway. And like I said, it's a big honor. But I don't know. It is interesting timing for both of these guys, I will say. Yeah, I uh, I think it hurts. Uh, it hurts MB. Thank you, Cat. That's what everyone wanted is, is a cat to just get a nice little butt mic moment. Um, but hey, this should increase our videos, like Cat on screen. But uh, yeah, I think that hurts his opportunities to make this team because it just hurts his chance to get reps and be seen and work through stuff mm-hmm. one-on-one in camp. Uh, I think you and I both agree Bo wasn't breaking camp with this team. Uh, is, is I know you read me the whole list and I should have been a good 
podcast partner and bother to pull it up. Is Josh Wolf the only pitcher who is uh, is going to the World Baseball Classic? Is the rest just hitters? Uh, no. So Cal Quantrill will be on Team Canada, and Cade Smith will be on Team Canada as well as Josh Wolf on Team Israel. And Aniel De Los Santos is in the designated pitcher's pool for the Dominican Republic, so he is not on the official Dominican Republic roster for the first round, but they can add him after the first round. And let's be honest, the Dominican Republic is going to make it past the first round, so they can add him at some point because uh, if they get knocked out early on, everyone's going to lose a lot of money, speaking of FanDuel, right? I'm putting I'm putting money on the Dominican Republic, so they'll be able to line up. Yeah, yeah, even without Jose Ramirez, it's still insane. So, you know, we've talked Quantrell, we've talked Bo Naylor, we've talked uh, Cade Smith, which is maybe a surprise, Josh Wolf, Richie Palacios is on the Dutch team. We mentioned that before. Who That's and, fun. I love that. Yeah. And uh, good old MB is Colombia. Who else is on Colombia? Don't we have two down there? Diane Frias. And then Andres Jimenez is on uh, Team Venezuela. So and I believe. I got to look at the roster, but uh, I believe Diane, not Diane Frias, Diane Frias is playing well. He could play shortstop for Columbia, but I believe, um, I believe Andre Jimenez looks like he will probably play shortstop for Team Venezuela. So that'll be interesting. He won't be playing second base, which is fine because that's what's that? Wow, the uh, wow, the team Venezuela is interesting. I, I really wonder how Venezuela is going to work this out because this is a good roster. Jose Altuve is most undoubtedly going to play second base, uh, no doubt for them. And then you've got Luis Arise, who probably plays first because they have Miguel Cabrera, but I think he'll probably be the yeah. DH. Um, and then they've got Eduardo Escobar, Jimenez, Rengifo, Rojas, Eugenio Suarez, and Gliber Torres. So I would think that Jimenez is probably the only shortstop on that roster besides Torres, but Miguel or Gliber Torres is not a great shortstop. And Miguel Rojas is a good shortstop, but I would think Jimenez is going to be the starting shortstop there. So Yeah. That would be- it just makes more sense with everything else they have. Especially because, you know, Arise might be best as like a first baseman anyways. Uh, not well, yeah, they don't have – I mean, unless they put yeah. Miguel Cabrera at first, which he should probably DH. But uh, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. That's a good roster. So, yeah, he'll play shortstop most likely for them. Diane Frias, I'm not sure. I don't really know who else is on Team Columbia, so I have to go back and check. But uh, I don't even know who's on the Dutch team. Who else – doesn't the Dutch team have a really interesting roster? Don't they have – isn't Jazz Chisholm playing there too? Uh, he would play for the Bahamas. I'm sorry. He's yeah, the, yeah. He's... Um, Xander really Bogarts. Not... Oh, you know who's on the duck? Oh, yeah, that's right. So Xander, Xander Bogarts, shortstop for them. They also have been Drelton Simmons. Uh, uh, so you know who's one of their catchers? Yep, Sick Narf Loopstock, former former Cleveland prospect. Yes, uh, great story there. Uh, Josh Palacios, the Richie's brother, also oh. made the Netherlands. So. Uh, good chance. The outfielders I'm seeing right now are right. Vladimir Balanson, who's been a yeah. uh, a Japan star for a lot of years. So Palacios might start in the outfield for, I, the, for the Dutch. I would count on it. Yeah, so that's interesting. It's, so yeah. you got both. Uh, the question's going to be how long? How long is everybody playing? Because like I said, Dale Santos is on the 
reserve roster he can be at after the first round. And we know the Dominican's going to go on in the second round. I think Team Canada looks good. So they have a chance to play deep. Cleveland's got three guys on Team Canada. I, I don't know much about Team Israel. We'll see. I, I would imagine Wolf will be a reliever there, but we'll see. And then uh, Venezuela should go far. And Colombia, I don't know. But uh, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. This gives, gives a lot of opportunities for other guys to catch in camp with, and two guys that probably weren't going to break camp with the team anyway, so maybe it doesn't make a difference. More guys at second base, like we talked about. There's going to be a lot more infielders who get a chance at second base. That's fun. Cade Smith, he got the NRI. You know, he got the non-roster invite to, to the camp, and now he won't be there early on, so that's wasn't, unfortunate um, for him. Wasn't Team Israel kind of like a surprise advancer a few years ago? Weren't they one of those teams? Yeah, there was a story on them, too. Yeah. Somebody did, like, a whole thing on them. So I just, you're right. Uh, former Guardian Ryan uh, Lavarnway. Lavarnway. Yeah, uh, he is. Apparently, we got roster. former catchers everywhere. Uh, if you want to yeah. go. None of them yeah. good for Cleveland. <laughs> no, and the, the pitching is not great for Canada uh, in general, at least right-handed. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's Rob Kaminsky also uh, on the Israel team. Um, yes. But... Yeah, I don't know. It, it looks like a hard team to advance. It's, I, I mean, I don't. Yeah, it, it's they got some, you know, they got some players, but it's you can just go through and look. It's going to be another year where they have to. They're going to be an underdog. Uh, that's I've been against you know most of like the big. We know where you know most of the big name talent signs from, right? Like that's that. Those are the teams that are going to be the the expected ones to really kind of step up and dominate. So do you have any concerns of any of these guys? Like uh, Cal Quantrill, obviously a big part of the calculus, the rotation this year. And they have pitching depth, though, so maybe not. And then Andre Jimenez are two guys that are key to the roster. Dino Santos as well, but you know, they should have some of their help there. But any concerns uh, from those guys? It's going to be a minor concern with Bo Naylor because like he has a chance to like be their starting catcher. So, I mean, I mean, maybe it's good. He'll get a lot of work. It's not necessarily a great group that he is in. Um, so I just, you know, with anytime you have any catcher, I just have a concerns of injury risk with that position all the time, always, um, you know, they, they've got pitching wise. It's a, I'm just trying to debate if like Cal Quantrell is, he might be their best starting pitcher. Um, yeah, I mean Philip Amont. I didn't even know he was still pitching anywhere. Is on the oh. Canadian team. John Axford is pitching on the Canadian team. Like that's mm-hmm. that's it's rough. Like Quantrell might be their ace. He might be. It's him and Nick Pavetta are the guys I essentially look at for that position. So I don't know. We'll have to see um, how it goes. I'm not super concerned. I'd be more concerned. I mean, Kate Smith is a reliever, but he's we talked about. It, he's like a fringy guy to be added to the 40 man in the off season. Um, I'd be more concerned with any reliever in general, but yeah, it's Quantrell. And then I would say Bo Naylor, just the general concern of my cat is, you know, giving herself a bath here on screen, you know, just adding to the show. Um, but yeah, I, I would say those are the two, I mean, do you have anyone that you're, I mean, and then Jimenez is like a third, just because like of any player to potentially go down and or my cat get hurt. He is the one that would most self-destruct this season if he is hurt. Like he is the guy that you can least afford to get injured at this thing. Yeah, I mean, if if something happens to Quantrill, that's unfortunate because he was reliable last season. But 
you know, it does give you some window to open up to see other pitchers in the rotation. I'm not too concerned about the pitching depth, even though their depth is um, <clears throat> is young and inexperienced. That's a problem, but it doesn't come with any caveat of lack of talent. Um, yeah, I, I think, well, I don't know. The, the Naylor thing is a little bit worrisome because at some point this year, I think you expect Naylor to be part of the improvement over last year. Like we think that Zanino is going to have a good season. We think that he's going to be, be an upgrade over hedges. I know that's not asking for much offensively, but I think we, we all, we would agree that Zanino should be an upgrade by default, just, just being healthy. Um, but we expect Naylor to be part of the calculus this year and be part of the, the roster and adding to the flexibility and the upside offensively at catcher. So not having that would be, I don't know. Do you, I don't know. Maybe, maybe you consider Bo Naylor a bonus this year, like when he, whenever he does get called up, you know, to be the backup catcher, if it's like June, whatever, and if he helps out offensively, maybe that's a bonus because, look, you went from having an absolute zero offensively at catcher for the last two seasons to – or even three if you want to go back as far as 2020 um, to this year, maybe having a 20-home run guy in Zanino and then um, – Naylor coming up, so maybe he'd be a bonus. So maybe that's not as big a deal, but you really like to have that extra um, gear and, and backstops. But you're absolutely right. Andre Semenes is, is probably the biggest concern because by far, probably, I don't know, somewhere between Quan and Ramirez, right? Like, Quan was super important to this team last year, and Jimenez was equally important. I mean, Jimenez got some MVP votes down ballot, so... If he has another, I mean, he was the all-star starter at second base. Not that you can always judge off that, but um, losing an all-star starter from last year for an injury would be a devastating blow. And and I don't think you're as good as Cleveland's minor league infield talent could be, you know, Brian Rocchio and Gabriel Arias and Tyler Freeman. You're, you're not matching Andre Semenis with those guys if you have to fill in, right? So, no matter how good those guys are uh, long-term, I don't think in 2023, any of them are as good as what Jimenez offers you. So, and, and I do worry. I mean, early on in spring training, I think guys are ramping up. The, the intensity is not there. In the World Baseball Classic, the intensity is going to be there. These guys are going to be playing hard. So you're talking hard slides into second base, um, running, running harder around the bases, things like that. So maybe I, I, you know, you just hope these guys have been preparing their bodies to be ready, April ready in in March when when this tournament kicks off. You hope that that's what they've been preparing for, um, because look, last year, remember the Guardians slow played all their pitchers, right? They they were limiting innings. They didn't have them ramped up because of the short spring training, and then we saw come the end of the season how that worked out good for them, and it kept most of them healthy outside of Savali and and Plesak's self inflicted injury. Um, those guys pitched their best ball late in the season. So you hope that Cal Quantrill, you know, has his arm and body ready to pitch like he's pitching in April and March. Everybody's got to be moved up by a month. And that includes all the guys in this list. So that's, that's the only thing you got to be concerned with. And that's why the report date is a little bit early for these guys, just so the team can check them out and make sure they're ready to go. But I don't know. Any, anytime you are pushing the envelope a month early in terms of intensity, it's definitely a question mark and it will be for the pitchers. And, you know, like I said, you don't want to lose Naylor. You don't, but you definitely don't want to lose Jimenez. So uh, 
I don't know. And, and playing playing up the middle and, and then running the bases as hard as he does. Plus, you know what? How one one month of extra play for Andre Jimenez? How many more times is he going to hit by a pitch because of that? Right? How many times is he going to slide into first base before he breaks his hand? Oh, I didn't even think of that. Why did you yeah. bring that up? Come on, it's going to be him sliding. I mean, I, there's somebody out there who's probably like, I can't believe Jeff brought it up again, but like. I forgot about that. Or, I, I wish maybe, I had. Maybe the coaches will finally sit down and explain to him, like, head first slides into first base are negative momentum. You're slowing down. I'm not. Okay, I'll Ugh. stop. I'll stop solicitors this show. <laughs> you all have heard my rant. But it, there's a reason for this rant. It's just, it's a poor decision. Um, I think this is a perfect place, though, speaking of uh, potentially poor decisions, to end the audio version. We still got some news uh, in terms of, like, the league we wanted to talk about very quickly. Uh, I want to talk about the weird Marlins trade. Wanted to talk about uh, Andrew Chafin and, and Michael Fulmer and uh, just some other things with that. But uh, I want to thank you all for listening, rating, and reviewing. Downloading it helps. Remember to click the bell, subscribe. Uh, I guess you now follow on iTunes as well. All of that mm-hmm. stuff is helpful for our show. And again, thank you, Friday. Friday was a top five show all time in YouTube views. So thank you. Thank you all who uh, were a part of that. And uh, go, go, Guardians, go.